Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad and also Regrets. Hi. What? <laughs> regrets? Regrets. They're dog-oriented regrets. Regrets. Oh, this is going to be, this is a crowded table. You don't even know all the regrets are sitting around. <laughs> uh, okay. So, sorry we didn't do a no rules podcast, but like, we're busy. That's part of no rules. <laughs> Why? You never know. That's right. So the cocktail of the week is the White Russian. So good. So good. My friend Lee uh, is sending me like this great cocktail inspiration on Instagram. She keeps sending me this stuff. I almost bought Strawberry Quick this week so I could make like this. Have you had Strawberry Quick before? No. Is it? You've had regular Quick like chocolate. I've had Ready Whip. <laughs> this is nothing like that. No. Have you had regular Quick with the bunny? Oh, the chocolate syrup that you put. It's like Hershey's syrup, isn't it? You can get it powder. in syrup form, but normally it's powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's strawberry, Ooh, which is pink. And people on Instagram have been making this stuff. With it. So they make whipped cream, like in the blender like I make for the key lime pie. Yeah. But they put in strawberry quick. <laughs> so it's beautiful, right? It's this like bright wow. pink strawberry whipped cream. And then they're, you know, making stuff with that. You mix it in milk normally. Quick, you quick. mix it in milk, yeah. So it's like strawberry milk. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so you'd have strawberry milk, which I, at one point long ago in my life, after I left my parents' house, because that never would have been allowed, <laughs> but before I started acting like a grown-up, I remember enjoying strawberry quick. I think it's enjoyable. It's, it's, it's very, very sweet. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, so this is like you could make a cocktail and then top it with strawberry oh, quick whipped cream. That's not bad. They were out of it at the store. It's pretty niche. Yeah, but there were, I mean... Other people have clearly had this idea because they had chocolate quick. They were out of strawberry quick powder. Yeah, other ki- and you know, it's a kid's drink too, though, right? So some kids might really like strawberry quick. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Lee has been sending me all this stuff, and she sent me this recipe for a cocktail that was a white Russian, but it had, like, coffee whipped cream on top. Like, normally you put heavy cream in a white Russian. So it's Kahlua, vodka, and then heavy cream. And so this was, like, a whipped coffee cream that you put in it uh which looked beautiful and so i risked my life and went to the liquor store to buy a bottle of Kahlua. we have like five bottles of it in maryland we don't have any here um and then i was like screw it i'm just making a regular white russian they're so good (laughs) i make them with milk because it's like a little too much so it's good a white russian is normally brown it's brown yeah tells you how often i drink them which is to not i guess i mean sometimes they're layered so it'll be like Kahlua oh. brown on the bottom, and then milk white, white on, the, on top. the top. I just stir them up for us. Because I've watched that movie, The Big Lebowski, but I don't think divides. I've really paid a lot of attention to his drink. There's a lot of white Russians. He makes them with powdered creamer sometimes. Yeah, but they're all more white, too. He probably just puts freaking milk in vodka. <laughs> it's possible. There's definitely Kahlua in there. Mm. Uh Anyway, it's very good. I'm, I would recommend. Oh, a white Russian is a delicious drink. Yeah. Um, if you like, I didn't drink for much of my young adulthood. I didn't drink until my late twenties, and I You'll went never, on never get those years back. <laughs> never catch up. <laughs> I went on a date with this guy, which was not a good idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> May never be a good idea. It was words of wisdom. From Jen. It was not the worst thing I've done. Don't go on dates with guys. No, I know. terrible. I know. Uh, but anyway, he took me to this bar, and I was an extremely inexperienced drinker. Um, like zero. 
I mean, I had had a couple, you know, it, it was after I had had a few drinks, right? What, it wasn't your first drink ever. It was not my first drink ever. Yeah. Um, but I really didn't know what I liked, right? I had had like a drink at like this fancy dinner. I would occasionally have a glass of wine at like some group dinner, but I didn't know anything about cocktails. I didn't know what I wanted. And while this guy was a jerk overall, I was like, I have no idea what to get at this bar. I, I have no idea what I would like. And he ordered a Kahlua and cream for me, which is exactly what it sounds like, heavy cream and Kahlua. It's like chocolate milk for adults. It's not very alcoholic. It's goddamn delicious. Uh, I was like, well, I don't know why I haven't been drinking this for my whole <laughs> life. It was so good. Because it's a billion calories. Oh, my God. Still. Yeah, you're drinking heavy yeah. cream. Um <laughs> Who is that? Is that Glock? Of course. Is his head on my side or your side? I don't know, but he's got only got two toys and they're each oh three God. inches from his nose. So anyway, the White Russian is just like a, a step more alcoholic. It doesn't have... I mean, I'm, I actually make it less alcoholic. So I do an ounce and a half of Kahlua, half an ounce of vodka, and then top it up with milk. The like official proportions would be one part each. One ounce of Kahlua, one ounce of vodka, one ounce of milk, hmm. which is like it's a little too... Sh- strong for me alcohol wise like i want more milk in it because the kalua the kalua has alcohol a but bit. not a ton right it's like 20 percent alcohol where uh. like a normal spirit's like 40 yeah um but uh yeah it's real tasty and on the bottle of kalua they have recipes on the back of, for oh, yeah. different cocktails so they have the right russian recipe but there's also one where you do same thing one ounce of kalua one ounce of vodka but then instead of heavy cream you put in club soda and they call it an eraser and we made one of these a couple weeks ago it was incredibly good like it doesn't seem like it should be good because like coffee flavored like kalua is coffee flavored rum it doesn't really taste like rum but like a coffee liqueur and fizzy like that sounds like a yoohoo soda or something yahoo whatever yeah this is really good. You drank it. You're giving me this confused look. You drank that. No, whole no, drink. no. It was good. I, yeah. I'm, yes, off in La La Land. Oh. <laughs> Anything interesting out there? I'm thinking of what to do about all the dog noises around here. Nothing interesting. Nope. Let's pause for a second and deal with guac. All right. Well, I don't know how effective that was. Let's launch right into guac and why we're going to send him to a farm upstate. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, I I keep notes of like stuff to remember to talk about on the podcast. We do have to talk about the great powdered sugar incident of April 2020, (laughs) which we'll get to. But literally right before this, we're recording at 827 right now. The sun sets at 755. All right. Half an hour ago. I'm out on the beach. The dogs are in the water. It's like blissful sunset. There's a nice breeze. Idyllic. Yeah. It's warm. Dogs are just standing in the water. And I'm like sitting in my little Adirondack chair, I mean, 15 feet from the water. Guac has his big long leash on, but he has been behaving himself with the leash on. Like, he doesn't really try to run away. And if he does, he's got, I mean, it's like a 20 foot leash, actually. So it's very easy to grab him. Yeah. Uh, You know, in the water, he's like, I'm going to swim away. And it's like, man, you got a 20 foot tail behind you. Like, I'm just going to grab it. Yeah. And so we have been kind of relaxing his restrictions where it's like, we'll let him out with the big long leash on and he can kind of romp around the yard, go in the water and he's been behaving and we can grab him if he doesn't. He kind of stands in the water and eats rocks. That's like his thing. Rocks. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that's what's happening. He's in the water. So are Hop and Vink and they're just kind of walking around. Nobody's doing anything. I'm sitting in my little chair watching the sunset and then Guac 
perks up his ears and he takes like three steps towards our fence. So if you're facing the water to the right, this is where the cat food people are. There are two houses down on that side, but the cat food people were not out. The ones he swam to a couple weeks ago. Yes. By the way, I did see them when I was kayaking last night uh, and they were like, how are your dogs doing? <laughs> they're like yelling at me, right? I'm like, yeah, they're all inside. They're good. And they're like, tell Guac we say hi. <laughs> <laughs> and just the backstory is they feed fish with cat food. We've told that story. Guac likes cat food. I know, but someone who might not have listened to that episode. Everybody listens to every episode. <laughs> okay. We can't repeat the stories. Sorry, guys. I don't mean to you know, disrespect anyone's, you know, knowledge, encyclopedic knowledge of this, of this podcast. <laughs> so anyway. Cool. Uh, he's a famous, he's famous in the neighborhood. Yeah. And yeah, so they were out when I was kayaking yesterday. And then the people like one house further from them were also out. And I was like saying hi to them. They were all, they were kind of like having a hangout except on the edges of their property. So they were like 15 feet apart because there's like a boat ramp between them. Yeah. Um, so That's socially distant. That's very socially distant. Um, and so, you know, I was like saying hi. Those people seemed very nice. <sighs> All right. So tonight, Guac takes like three steps towards the property boundary that would eventually get to the cat people's house. He has to go through another neighbor. And then he just takes off. Just full gallop. I leap out of my chair to try and chase him. He's basically already through the neighbor's yard. So I'm like running. I had to take my flip-flops off because it's like super hard to run in flip-flops. Running across oh, like... Oh, with those gravel that hurts your feet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's torture. And he makes it through the neighbor's yard and then through the cat food people's yard and then into the boat ramp and then up to the next people's yard where they're out with their like little dog and there's like four or five of them out there. Oh, no. And fortunately, a very nice lady lives there and she grabbed his leash and he's like barking at their dog and he's just super excited they have like a little yorkie or something and i'm I, like oh my god and so i like go over she was very nice i had a nice little and your feet are <laughs> killing you yeah because i like ran across four yards i can't get over this the the rocks we have here are sharp coral and it's, it's super painful to walk it's on not, the barefoot yeah it's not nice to uh otherwise it'd be barefoot all the time once yeah. we get our seawall put in and then we replace the rocks with sand Yes. I will yes. be barefoot all the time. But yeah, it really hurts to go on those rocks. And there's rocks the whole way over. Oh, so I'm like running, chasing him barefoot through here. And he's just pew, I'm like. He's so fast. Yeah. Totally took off. So she was very nice. And uh, I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, he's a rescue. We've only had him a couple months. He needs a lot of work. And she's like, somebody would give you up. I can't believe someone would give you up. You're so beautiful. You're, You're like, so perfect. Give him up right now. Do you want him? Yeah, you want him? Uh, and then she's like. I know a guy who works with dog training. I can give you a referral. And I was like, send him over to uh, me. <laughs> Glock should be at sleepaway camp now. Actually, he'd be done with it now. He should be having electroshock back. therapy is what he should be having. Uh, Something wrong. What did you, what did somebody say? That boy ain't right. <laughs> that boy ain't right. Somebody <laughs> tweeted that. It was very funny and also correct. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, he was quite the misbehavior. Uh, we're not actually going to give him away, but you know, I was saying to GR dad, I mean, it's so frustrating when he does that because he won't come. We've been working very hard with him on his recall the last week. So if you watch the snaps, you see that I go like, okay, it's training time and we're both out there. So we each have half his food and we're making him like respond to the touch command, which is what we use. And 
you know, we were just doing it with food and now half the time he gets food, half the time he doesn't. So it's like exactly the right kind of training. Um, but he doesn't want to come on command. Like when he's no. excited, he doesn't want to. It's not automatic. And he, and he is different than Hop and Vank where he's just not food focused. So, I mean, Hop's will used to run to food just like mindlessly, which is yeah. exactly right. Automatic, right? And Vank too. But Guac kind of always thinks about it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Even when we're, when he hasn't eaten and we're training with him, he kind of thinks about it sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, but I was saying to Gia Dad, I'm like, you know, like we've had other dogs who run before. And, and I've definitely, like Maddie, the foster dog, she was like my third foster dog. This is, you know, before you had really moved in. Yeah. Um, and she, like the first day I got her, you know, I, I opened the front door to go get something and she snuck out and just took off. And like some lady running <sighs> past grabbed her. <laughs> I'm like, oh my Tackles. God, you grabbed that dog. Yeah. And she grabbed her and I picked her up and brought her back in. Uh, but Schmeek would have run off. Jasmine you know who knows right uh you know queso was not very fast but she absolutely would have run away she did escape <laughs> she, yeah she would do the escape i mean she did right i leave the gate open where the hell is queso <laughs> she has left she does not love me she just did it real slow, slow like <laughs> deliberate like uh so it's not like his escapes are actually out of character other dogs escaped we just had like the fully fenced yard in maryland and so they didn't really have a chance we never let any of the dogs out in the front yard in maryland without being leashed right so he's in this weird position where we don't have a fence on the water side i mean you can't make the fence extend into the water you have to stop it at the land and then there's a couple of big boulders that are in the water so you can't put a fence on them but he'd swim if you extended it like the mexican border in california (laughs) he'd swim a mile out and go around you know he'd just like we'd have to fence off so you couldn't get to the water which is not a thing to be done can't be yeah um but it's like he has opportunities to escape that the other dogs don't right so it's not actually that he's he's not a bad dog bad compared to the other dogs he just has opportunity and takes advantage of it he's so fast yeah, and where all the other dogs, I mean, you know, Queso, Maggie, Jasmine, and Riley, none of them wanted to escape. That's right. Right? They didn't really want to go in the water that much, and they weren't, they were all old enough and frail enough. They didn't want to really get away. Yeah. He's three years old, right? He's the youngest one we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so tall. And, and while irrelevant, also quite tall. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I mean, it makes him really fast, right? He's a fast he's swimmer. He's fast, yeah. He's a fast runner. So so you don't have an opportunity to... I mean, with Hops, even, you can sort of head him off, head her off, or Vink, right? Head yes. Her, head them off. If they take the first three steps to the, to the neighbors, you can react. I could catch either of them, for sure. Guac was just gone. Yeah. Zim, I, I mean, Zoom was a, a blur. He's looking, he literally like has his ball in his mouth and is pushing it against my stomach now. He knows I'm mad at him. He loves me a lot. Yes, yes. He, he's, but he's not a He great senses listener. that, but it's not going to change his behavior because that's in the past and who cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So speaking of guac being a dick, let's this, talk about the great powdered sugar incident of 2020. This was a good one. So what, where had we, we came back from somewhere. We were we? somewhere. We were just out for a run yeah. where we drove, right? Because I'm running all the streets. So we right. drive. So we came back. And everything's fine. And then I think you were like... We, we let the dogs out to say hi and to pee, yeah. I think. And then I was like, there's some white stuff on guac. Did you... Was there flour somewhere or... Because I do definitely, when I like bake, 
Jir Dad cleans up the kitchen. Yeah. Like all times Jir Dad's responsibility is clean the kitchen. So when I bake, like if I have to, you know, flour the counter to roll something out, I just leave that shit there could on be, the counter. There could be flour on the floor. So it absolutely could be the case that I left flour or there was flour on the floor no, and I just didn't clean white. up after myself. Like, it looks like he has something on his paw and, and there's I'm a little like, bit on his fur here. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to go check. But I think I'd better film this just to be sure because <laughs> it's likely that this will be dramatic. And if it's boring, whatever, I delete the video. So we walk in and there's a bag of powdered sugar. And I am like kind of militant about no food can be left on the counter. But I was obviously like digging through the cabinet that had the food in it and moved the powdered sugar out and like stuck it on the counter. Who think, It's not like a bag of steaks. I mean, who thinks powdered sugar yeah, right? is like the most appealing thing to... <laughs> any animal no so leave the front sugar on the counter and sure enough someone had pulled it down ripped a big hole in the middle someone. of someone <laughs> guac the only dog who'll get up there uh but i do not think he was alone in eating the powdered sugar we have evidence on film vink wanders in and she's like oh yeah this stuff's great and if you had this and she's lick 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 oh i can get it off the floor lick the floor lick the floor lick the floor just like <laughs> we don't know what was going on without uh, when we weren't there oh because God. Who knows? They all might have been like a trough around the trough of powdered <laughs> sugar, just licking it, looking at each other, going, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, just keep licking. <laughs> I mean, the good thing is the powdered sugar was not gone, right? So they didn't go crazy oh, it's, with it's, the powdered sugar. Vink is lazy and sleepy enough that she may have not have noticed while it was happening and only noticed it when you when you filmed it. <laughs> it it's definitely possible. Uh, but yeah, so. We're, we're a little worried about guac getting on the counter fully because he can jump he all could. four up he could he has not but going on top of the refrigerator <laughs> this is gr dad's big worry and it's a normal six foot refrigerator if he it would be hard like that he definitely has the ups to get on the counter it's narrow that it would be a little tricky i'm not saying he can't do it i've been sitting at my chair there right in and, the office yeah and you drive away he jumps on the bookshelf even if there's boxes there oh, and yeah. he can only get like four paws teeny tiny <laughs> little together like figure skater ballet <laughs> he just jumps up on a little tiny postcard size part of the, the the bookshelf and that's what three feet off the ground right yeah he's very good at the ups i know i'm i'm agreeing that he has the ups yeah. i'm just saying it would be tricky but it's not impossible Jared Dad definitely stresses about this. We'll film it if he gets on the refrigerator <laughs> and he's looking down. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's walk. He may have been disappointed that it was only powdered sugar. He may have been I like, know. I mean, I could lame. have left out like the grape nuts and that would have been very exciting. <laughs> we don't. You're a vegetarian. <laughs> we just don't have that stuff that's that super delish. No. Uh, but he, he'll check. He'll definitely check. Yeah. So that's guac. Uh, not a lot of other dog updates except Swizz. We finally got her new prescription. Um, our vet didn't carry it. It's uh, so Clomacalm is the name of it. It's a tricyclic antidepressant. It's prescribed. Oh, I thought it was Calmacalm. <laughs> like Comicon. Like, like calm, calm. Like more calm. <laughs> Two calms. Clomacalm. Got it. Um, yeah, it's a tricyclic antidepressant. Uh, it's used in people, and it's also used in dogs, especially for uh, separation anxiety, which she has, and then kind of other anxieties. Uh, so, yeah, my vet, our vet didn't have it in the office, and so they're like, just order it from Chewy, but Chewy's running kind of slow these days. So uh, it took a week 
finally came today. So she's had dose one, but just like antidepressants in people, it takes a couple weeks to kind of reach full strength. And I jinxed it because she had a calm 10 minutes and I was like, oh, look, it's it's great. She's so calm. And then 10 minutes later, she was back on. She's so calm. And I'm like, hyper. Jared takes two weeks for the medicine to work. And then we're at, we're at dinner and she's like going crazy while we're eating. And he's like, well, that medicine doesn't work. And I'm like, Jared, dad. It takes two weeks to work. The second time I was making a joke. The first time I did not know. A German joke in that it's not funny. Yeah, they are maybe just annoying. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so hopefully in a couple of weeks we will have some updates and she will be feeling a little better. Can we like it? Guac has many charming features. But he's a very good dog. When he's around. When he's not run away. I know. He loves me. Uh, and he's he's really mellow in a lot of ways, but uh, he's just lost a bunch of his privileges tonight. He cannot be... He's no longer allowed to freely wander the property. No, he's too oblivious to staying in the, in the yeah. yard. Staying with us. And I mean, oh, we... Go ahead. No, no I'm, I was going to change the subject. Yeah, we both have lightened up on that. Like I was... Because I used to yell at Jared Ad. I'm like... Do, you can't bring him out on the leash and then just drop the leash. But then he was behaving. And For so a while, it was, it was okay when he was like standing in the water with the leash floating to, you know, 10 yeah. foot, ten feet on the shore. All right. So, Jared, Ed, swear on the podcast you will not take him outside and drop uh, the leash. Nope. Nope. He'll be tied up. No, don't tie him up. Just bring him back in the house when he's done. <sighs> Tying up dogs is bad. Yeah, that's true. I won't tie him up. I mean, I tied him to kayak. Do not tie him to the kayak. And then he dragged it in the water. Look, my man, bring him out to do the business and then bring him back in the house. Quack, this is going to be the plan. He's fine. He yes. doesn't need to be out there. We'll do. And I promise to also do the same thing so that I'm not like a hypocrite. Going like, stop dropping the leash, dear dad, except I'm dropping the leash. You will not be not dropped because you're a miscreant. Yep. Big man. And I mean, he like runs with me. He gets plenty of outside time. We can take him in the water holding the leash if he wants some swim time. Yep. He's a tough one. All the other dogs that we have had have their problems. But I, you know, with the rescue group, I have always said, like, I don't want to take dogs with behavioral problems. Not that he has, like, an actual behavioral problem. He's just a normal kind of three-year-old dog without any training. But I've always said, like, medical problems, bring him to me you know, anxieties, whatever, bring them. I will gladly work on the most complicated medical issues with a rescue dog. It's rewarding. I'm good at it. It is not at all mentally taxing to me. I mean, it's sad when they're sick, but whatever, like I'm helping them. But having to deal with like just total lack of training or, you know, some dogs do come in with real behavioral problems where they like can't be by other dogs, they're reactive, whatever. Like, I, I don't find that kind of thing rewarding. It's not fun. It's super frustrating. Uh, I've always said it's not my specialty. And like taking a three-year-old, which is also not a thing we ever do, that's basically what that is. Is like you, because they always come in untrained at that age. That's you know they don't come into rescue because they've been like loved and well cared for and well trained most of the time at three years old. Uh, no, he seems to have sort of benign neglect. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he was happy and he was just allowed to do whatever he wanted and he didn't have any training except Sid and it's fine. But uh, but this kind of work is not my favorite work. Yeah. You're going to be a good 
dog to have guac, but it was a moment of emotional weakness where I said, sure, it would be great to take a three-year-old. Give him to me. Give, just give it to me. It's fine. It's been a rough year. Yeah, it has. Uh, anyway. And, and he is distracting. <laughs> he is distracting from other things. Oh, I was going to say, we take swizzle, swizzle for drives now more and more because we don't get out that often. When when we do, we just put swizzle in the backseat. Yeah, she, she likes it. She likes it. You know, no burgers required. Indeed. Uh, all right. Taste of the keys for this week. There's a crocodile right near our house. A crocodile f- swimming around. We have not seen it. It's not a gator. It's an American crocodile. They're very shy. They're not aggressive like salties from Australia. Uh, but yeah, the neighbors like one key down on next door were like the there was a croc in the canal. A bunch of us saw it. Keep your eyes out for the croc. Cool. Yep. So. Vink. Be careful, Vink. <laughs> if we see a croc, the water time for everyone's going to be sharply curtailed. Yeah. But uh, he was he was a little bit over. I mean, it's a couple miles to the next to Bay Point. The next. It was like two days ago. He can make it in two days. No, he's got time. Yes, yeah. I don't know if he would want to come over here. Huh. Uh, but yeah, croc. Croc. That's interesting. That is interesting. Um. Yeah, otherwise not too much going on down here. You got a German word of the week for us? Yeah, in, in honor of the Oktoberfest being canceled. Schunkeln. 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 Spell it. S-C-H-U-N-K-E-L-N. I mean, it's, it's sort of colloquial, but my uh, grandfather who lived in Bavaria would do this occasionally. I knew him when he was like over 80. Yeah. But it's you sit at these long benches at Ger- in German beer fests and wine fests next to strangers. It's like a is, picnic table, but it's, like 30 feet long. Yeah, it's very German that you're like you're inserting yourself into the middle of these tables. And if there's space, you squeeze in and you're surrounded by strangers. And then in a few hours, you're sharing drinks. I find it very stressful, by the way. It is. The wine fests are even worse because you pass glasses of wine around and like your new friends... <laughs> Former strangers are sharing these half-liter glasses of wine with you and stuff. It's it's very odd. It's oh. very non-socially distancing. Anyway, <laughs> so at, at you know at the beer fest, especially in in Bavaria, you link arms on these long benches and then you kind of just sway back and forth to the tuba music, <laughs> tuba and accordion. And that's Schunkeln is the Schunkeln. Yeah, it's kind of onomatopoeia. I guess you're kind of swaying back and forth. Huh. It's kind of seat dancing, sit dancing, bench dancing. I had a very good time when we went to Oktoberfest, but we didn't do any of that stuff. No. And I feel like that's okay. I feel yeah. like it would not be the highlight of my experience. No, yeah, I mean, a lot of it is because you drink a lot. <laughs> and you're there and you're stuck in these, you're like trapped in these tables. <laughs> can't get out real well. Can't come back in if you get out. Uh, and the, the unit of beer is one liter. Two quarts of beer, is one, that's one liter. A liter a, is one quart. A smaller beer. Yeah, it's a liter. A mass is a liter. Yeah. yeah. A smaller beer is called a half. A halves. <laughs> so yeah. if you order one beer, you get a liter. It's like a pint. A, a halves would be yeah, like a I, pint. Yeah, a halves is a pint. Yeah. yeah. But you get a few of those and it's... You're floating. Well, we went out, you and me and your parents and my mom went out to Gordon Biersch once... When the heck? That must have been before our wedding party. That's the only time I can imagine that, like, 
Probably, yeah. We would have all been together. A while ago, yeah. I think so. Uh, yeah. So go to Gordon Beersh, which if you don't know, I mean, it's a big chain restaurant. Brewery. I mean, it is a brewery. Yeah. And they restaurants. burgers yeah. and fries. They have actually great garlic fries and mm-hmm. they have good veggie burgers and yeah, beer. Um, and so we all, I didn't order beer because I don't like it, but everybody ordered beer and my mom ordered like a regular sized beer and your mom was kind of laughing at her for getting like the wimp size, <laughs> which is really funny. There's a real weird <laughs> German macho thing about drinking. And they didn't, yeah. I mean, they didn't have like huge. No, they probably they had a half a liter of um, wheat beer, right? Weizen. I don't know. Yeah. I just know that, like, my mom got what looked like a perfectly normal-sized beer, and your mom was kind of snickering. She's like, is that the child size? <laughs> she may have totally she said that? something like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like a 0.3. I mean, the German beer bottles are all half-liter, too, not 0.33. So they do, they are bigger. Everything's, well, I don't, it's not everything's bigger. The beer bottles are bigger, and the, <laughs> the drinks are bigger there, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's the update for this slightly frustrated version of the podcast. That weird sound you just heard was Guac knocking his head against the table. Because he's so tall. He stands up and bonks the underside of the table. Guac, you're a good boy. You're definitely Team Chaos. He ain't right. (laughs) He ain't right. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week, maybe with another No Rules podcast. Probably, honestly, probably. Well, you'll always do the unexpected. Yeah, I know. That's what I am. That's what I expect. Ah! (laughs) Uh, Until then, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Yep, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Bye. Bye.